We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good? Happy Thursday. Happy tip-off of the NBA Finals coming up in about an hour. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. I'm Sean Davis. The Adora Boys will be in the building. Left is coming to join us soon. We are brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure that you drink so responsibly. We're going to save the end of the show to answer all of your Notre Dame questions. Any questions that you have, recruiting, team-wise, positional, quarterback, offense, defense, coaching, anything. Just make sure you put wild out or W-O next to it for a wild out segment. Wild out with any question that you have, and we're going to try to answer it. Make sure that you subscribe if you haven't subscribed to us on YouTube. The thumb that goes up, smash that for us. It helps us with our views. We appreciate you. Then go to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We need you to lock in with CFB Nation. Lock in with CFB Nation. We are exclusively, exclusively on CFB Nation starting in the fall. So you need to lock in with us right now. You can find all of our stuff over at Irish Breakdown but exclusively in the fall, only on CFB Nation. We're about, right about 400 members. We need to get really get that up over 1,000, closer to 2,000 during the season. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast, home of the misguided passion. You already know we spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Had a lot of fun this afternoon co-hosting with my guy Brian Driscoll over at Irish Breakdown. We were talking about uh, the month of June and the official visits, uh, the top five guys we want to get or the top five guys that are the most important visits. And then we also talked about some other things. I had a mailbag. It was great to be back in the mix with my boy B. Drisk over at Irish Breakdown. Uh, I saw a question, Marcel. Yes, you already know. It has a horse on it, my brother. Yes. It's one of my favorite summer shirts. One of my favorite summer polo shirts. We're going to talk about today early returns. Early returns. We're going to know without a shadow of doubt. Whether or not Notre Dame is good, September 23rd at about 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. It's really as simple as that. 10.30 p.m. Central Eastern Time, September 23rd, you and I will know whether or not Notre Dame is for real in 2023. Something else we're going to discuss, who's going to be the early surprise for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish? Who will be the early surprises for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish? A lot of unknowns, a lot of unknowns on the defensive line, a few unknowns in the linebacking core. There are more, definitely more knowns in the defensive backfield. Will special teams play a key role once again for this team? With the new coach involved. What are the early returns going to look like, right? And the inspiration for this conversation comes from an article where we look at, and I'll go through this, the most important games in college football in September. We start September 3rd, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC. It is the rematch of last year's game, which was absolutely fabulous, and you love the debacle of the LSU special teams with their fabulous coach that is no longer the special teams coach under Brian Kelly. LSU and Florida State. Now, before we get to Notre Dame and their early returns, let me mention this game because this game – is very intriguing. LSU has talent. They had a lot of young talent last year, and that young talent now gets an opportunity to be in the Brian Kelly system for two years. They lose a headache in the locker room or in the wide receiver room, in my opinion. So it should be addition by subtraction. Jaden Daniels comes back. They have a solid backup in Nussmeyer. So, yeah, everything looks good, right? But here comes Florida State. And in my opinion, Florida State outplayed and outcoached LSU in last year's matchup. This game without question, has college football playoff implications right off the bat. 
And this would be the true test, especially for Florida State, because I think if we're being honest, Florida State is a team that most people feel like uh, they're receiving a little bit too much hype. Just a little bit too much hype right now. Totally understand why you might feel that way. Totally understand why you might feel that way. But there's a reason why they're getting that hype, right? Now, I will say this is a season that they have to prove that they can close. Because they were the prerequisite or the blueprint to Notre Dame. Especially in the running game for what you can do to the defensive front of Clemson. People forget that they averaged over five yards a pop against Clemson in that matchup that was two weeks prior to the Notre Dame game. Notre Dame watched that film and said, yo, we can get some hay. We can make some hay against this Clemson defense in the run game. They just were not able to make the plays late in the third and the fourth quarter to seal the deal. This is their opportunity to establish and then go into Death Valley, beat South Carolina, I mean, not South Carolina, beat Clemson, and solidify themselves as a true contender for the college football playoffs. We'll see. Brian Kelly, LSU. Hey, you know what it is. Brian Kelly did win a big game last year by defeating Alabama at home. He also got destroyed by Tennessee at home. He lost to Florida State week one. Heck, he almost lost to Arkansas at the end of the season. Brian Kelly teams, more than likely, don't play to the level of their ability when it comes to big games. I would expect nothing but that. Right When someone shows you who they are, believe them. For the most part, that is a Brian Kelly-led team, especially week one. Don't you remember 2016 Texas? Oh, boy. Woo. Just horrible. Horrible. So this matchup for me, goes a long way to establishing which one of these teams. I, look, Florida State can afford to lose this game because they can come back and run the table in the ACC. Florida State, can, they can afford to lose this game. LSU, in my opinion, has no wiggle room. None. They can't afford to. Of course, they can go on a run, win the SEC championship and all. No. No. If LSU loses this game, I don't see the season going in a positive direction for them, in my opinion. Next up, the very next Saturday. Texas and Alabama. Texas, who played an absolutely amazing game and had Alabama beat in the fourth quarter down in Austin last year. We'll get an opportunity to go visit Tuscaloosa. And honestly, talent or the talent disparity between these two teams is razor thin right now. I would slightly give Alabama the edge defensively. I think this might be one of Alabama's best modern age defenses. Not the old school with the big Thumpers in the middle at linebacker with the 300-pound lineman. No, this will be Nick Saban's best new age nickel-style defense that he's ever had in Alabama. And it's going to be challenged by the skill positions and the skill position players at Texas. There will be a challenge. This quarterback situation in Alabama, man, I look, Jalen Milrow, Tyler Buckner, they have a great stable of running backs. They have a great freshman class. Caleb Downs looks, looks to be 
Looks like he's going to be in the running to be a starter in the secondary for the Alabama Crimson Tide. I can go either way in this game, but I can tell you this. Texas has to win this game. Texas, let me ask you this, guys. Who needs to win? And I'm glad left jumps in right here. Left, if you can, be objective. Who has to win their big early game more? Texas versus Alabama or Notre Dame versus Ohio State? Definitely Notre Dame versus Ohio State because Texas hasn't been relevant in the win category for big games or even, you know, uh, newsworthy uh, needing to win in a long time. So uh, Notre Dame being Ohio State is our crossover game into the championship tier like everybody else. You know what, LL Nation, let me know how what you think about that, right, because Texas has been saying they're back for a long time. At least Notre Dame has been to some college football playoffs. At least Notre Dame has had a streak of winning 10 games in a season. That's right. Where the heck has Texas been? Texas, is, is they've always been the guys window shopping. Window shopping on the store of greatness. They've always been the, the guys in the mall that, that wear the nicest clothing but had the, 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 the emptiest pockets of the crew. Everybody's shopping at Gucci. They, they shopping at uh, Old Navy. But they want to be in Gucci. They finally uh, got their money up. They got their summer job working at the pool. They done stacked the bread. It was a hot summer. A lot of kids came to the pool. Now they're wearing the same kind of clothes. But it's not about the clothes. It's about the man wearing the clothes. When mm. they put makeup on a pig, but it's still a pig. Absolutely. It's the same same effect in, 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 in watching the Texas football team roll out. It's just a fancier pig. You know how they they treat the pig pretty well down there in Texas, bro. They they That's roast right. them, yeah. they grill them, they barbecue them. Yeah, but they but yeah. he still gets cooked, just like Texas <laughs> does during the during the late parts of the season, getting cooked when it matters most. But I do think that having Steve Sarkeesian, you're gonna give yourself a chance with a pretty darn good quarterback and Quinn Ewers. I think they'll have uh, a relevant chance of 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 being in contention to. Uh, hopefully be where they should be as a top-tier program, and that's uh, playing late in uh, December, early January. Well, they had a good shot against Alabama last year. They had Alabama right where they wanted them in the fourth quarter. Remember when Alabama was uh, almost got with Sam Houston in the first quarter? <laughs> I remember that. That's how how I felt about the same thing. Everyone, everyone was taking pictures of the scoreboard. And, yeah, close yeah, I remember no that. Cigar, close with no cigar. It was about as close as we was against Alabama in 2012. <laughs> That's how close that game was was about to be. Oh, man. Lucky Lefty Podcast. That's interesting, bro. That's interesting. I just think that game means a lot to Texas, especially as they enter into membership in the SEC. But I do believe, yeah, this game is huge for Notre Dame, bro. Texas is like Franklin's dad from Snowfall. Had a period of greatness, had a long fall after greatness, and now he's on this recovery where people don't really know how to feel. It's like, yeah, we want you back. You know, we want you to be in prominence. But then again, you're still still good old Franklin's dad at the end of the day. Shout out to the chat. Enigma said, yeah, you're talking about that window shopper. Window shopper is one of my favorite early 50 cent joints. That's right. That's, That's really right. when he was on the warpath, this and Ja Rule. It's one of my favorite joints. <laughs> man, 50 cent during the beefs, man. is a- <laughs> <laughs> The third most important early game in the national landscape, September 23rd. 6.30 p.m., Ohio State and Notre Dame. There's nothing else to be said. It's not. Um, 
Nothing else to be said. You you have definitely the better quarterback. Game, yeah, definitely the game that determines uh, where the the chess pieces will move in the football season. Uh, for a team like Ohio State, I think them losing to us is going to hurt them when it matters most later in the season when they're lining up against Michigan because uh, those are the, we're the, one of the two most important games they have all season. So I know that losing would take a, a, a big chunk out of them, especially when you're talking about getting to those playoffs the way they're constructed right now. Man, there's so much when you look at this Ohio State-Notre Dame game. From a recruiting standpoint, it's going to be a humongous weekend. We know that. And in order to take the next step, it's one thing to beat Clemson. But Notre Dame did that. They did that in 2020, right? And they played close game games against Clemson. This Ohio State thing, becoming the best team in this region should be what Notre Dame wants. See, under Lou Holtz, there was no one in the Midwest better than Notre Dame. You can throw Penn State in there. You can throw Michigan in there, Ohio State, Michigan State. We spanked them all. Hey, bring them all. We'll spank them all. We're the best program in this region. We run things. That's the same mentality you want to have. And winning that game on September 23rd is going to go a long way to establishing that for Notre Dame. Happy birthday to you. Sports School 77. Hopefully the Irish can give you a great birthday present. Yeah, the only one that really matters on that day is a dub. What a what a great Daddy. W. Have to get a dub. Lucky Lefty Podcast. You guys excuse me because we still on, baby. We still on. Well, it's sorry about that. I had to cough real quick, left. Yeah, it's getting summer and clearing up that pollen out there in the Midwest. Dude, that pollen is, man, it is like the attack of the pollen. Attack it's crazy. Man, as soon as you walk outside, pollen is everywhere, bro. It's crazy. And I've never it's had tough. an allergy issue until recently. My, my sinuses are, like, adjusting on me as I get older. It's just not good, bro. It's not good. Nah, September... I, why why do people continually want to give Florida national credit, bro? Man, that Tim Tebow put a huge imprint him and Urban Meyer as That's a good point. That's a good point. They're like the 85 Bears in Chicago. Oh, man. It's down there at Gainesville. Can't tell them. They feel like they've had a golden period or a golden age uh in the in the 2000 era. That 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 stands the test of time. I think the last three or four years of college football has probably outshined those couple years of Florida. Uh-huh. Because there's just been some historic teams put together the last five years, really, on just a clear cut. Like, it's almost worse than the NBA finals or the NBA playoff system where it's only two or three teams that's looking to be at the end of the road uh, every year in college football is damn near even worse the last two years. Uh, you haven't seen this clear-cut dominance between the top and everybody else in a while, man. I just think it, uh, it, it shows how recruiting has turned the tide on dynasties. So Tennessee and Florida, they face off early. That's a pivotal game for the SEC East to see who's going to finish second to Georgia, more than likely. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Tennessee gets Georgia at home. And then, uh, hey, don't forget, Florida opens at Utah, bro. That's, that's going to be a tough game for the Gators as well. They open at Utah August 31st. So we'll know by... September 16th, whether or not Florida's for real. Yeah, well, no early with that team. I think, you know, with Oregon, remember Oregon, they had Georgia the first game. They got Molly Wobbs so bad, we didn't talk about them till eight games in, in the half a season pass. They, were, like, they recovered nicely until they walked up against Michael Penix in Washington. Oh, yeah. I mean, they started, what, ripping off 
60, 50 point games after that Georgia debacle. And mm-hmm. then they played a good team in Washington. That's a good match. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you think about this, Left, this is for you. This is going to be a game that I know you'll be watching. It is the early matchup between the Georgia Bulldogs and the South Carolina Gamecocks, who were really hot late in the SEC season. And then they went on the road and beat Clemson. And then they ran up against Notre Dame. Had to physically smack them around a little bit. Treat them like the SEC puppies that they are. But they face Georgia. And this is, you know, give me your percentage. Georgia can three-peat. Give me the percentage of it happening. Uh, They're going to be close. To the edge of the edge of the uh, end of the road, you think I, so? Yeah, I don't think they're going to be a team that like bombs out like North Carolina men's basketball, where they just <laughs> freaking. <laughs> Did he make the tournament? Yeah, absolutely embarrassed themselves the season after. Uh, but I do think that they'll get close, and a lot of their uh, closer games are going to be a lot closer, just because I think Tennessee has a better quarterback than they do this year. Uh, they don't have at least the Stetson Bennett that has the veteran experience on offense to complement the defense that they'll probably repeat. Uh, we'll, we'll see if they can do it again with a, another no-name guy. And no-name meaning, you know, they don't have the first pick of the draft quarterback or the, the greatest walk-on Oh, you mean Kirby? Kirby has a. Does Kirby have another seven-year non-graduate in his back pocket? Yeah, is he? <laughs> I mean, how does he? How did he even stay at school that long? Even GAs graduate. This dude, this dude had to be dropping the most classes, taking kinesiology classes, and basically just doing nothing. I think his first championship was like getting a degree. So they was like, you know what? If you stay in, you're good with us. Mm. But either way it goes, it's super ghetto. Uh, you know, Cardell Jones was right. I think he took a lot of shellacking over, over or, or it was the shield for what Stetson Bennett carried through the un, unnoticed <laughs> until the end. We should have been grilling him on this before they played Alabama, you know, throw some controversy in it. Oh, man. No, it's real hush hush when it comes to the non graduate. They love him for the two championships, but that degree. What happened to student athletes? Oh, it don't, it don't matter no more. No, what is student athletes? <laughs> doesn't matter in Georgia. <laughs> Not at all. Kirby's like, man, we're good. Championship's too loud. They can't, right. hear, can't hear the student part. I'm sure he can come back 15 years later and finish up his degree, though. I'm telling you, why I go to the NFL? Retire, being living Athens, Georgia for the rest of your life. You never had to pay for food again. <laughs> never had to pay for food. You don't have to pay for nothing. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Lucky Lefty Podcast and bringing up the rear. I, I don't know what this is going to show, but it is an interesting matchup to close out September. September 30th in Boulder, USC in Colorado. Now, I'll tell you what I'm interested in seeing. I'm interested in seeing if baby boy Sanders can work himself into the second round against that porous pass defense for USC. See if he can put up 350. And That's I'm, like the USC-UCLA uh, game. Yeah. I'm, and I'm interested in uh, Kamani McClain and Travis Hunter S- seeing if they can lock down playing one-on-one against the USC receivers. I mean, Those the are the games, all of them, them versus Washington. Oh, them the, versus Washington is going to be you know. amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, it's going to be, you know, it's just the whole, it's going to be a great, a great uh, Pac-12 season from just 
high flying skill matchups. I'll be searching. I'll be searching out every UCLA game. I'm trying to watch Dante play just about every start? week. I'll, at some point, he's going to start. <laughs> at some point, he's definitely going to start. Yeah. At some point, they got too much money riding on him, bro. That's way too much money out there. Well, yeah, but it's like, is Nico even Vlita going to start? Probably not. You know, and they paying him the most. Yeah. Quote yeah. So that closes out September. So let me give you the list of teams. We had USC, Colorado, South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, and Florida, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Texas, Alabama, LSU, Florida State. Out of those matchups, which three teams, give me three teams that you think will kind of kind of take a step forward in the month month of September and announce to college football that we're here. Uh out of those teams, I mean obviously I, 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 if Alabama wins, that that's not them really stepping forward. I mean I think Alabama, them winning early in the year is pretty big. Because usually they're getting a lot of softballs early and you know under recruited teams early, but them playing Texas as early as they did in the season. I thought it was pretty refreshing. I haven't seen Alabama in a relevant game that early. You know, usually catching them towards the end when they're like 10-0 and 0 yeah. and they going against Auburn. And you're like, damn, they <laughs> silently whooping all these weaker teams. But to see them struggle in September, people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Nick Saban struggling. They don't even go together. You know, yeah. so I think that's Definitely put Alabama back on the radar uh, for this game. But, you know, t- the boys going down to Tuscaloosa, it's a little different than going to the Texas. Yeah, they playing in Austin. You know, yeah, going to Austin, it's 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 cool. It's every all, but it's just not Alabama, Tuscaloosa. Yeah, yeah. So that environment, it's a little different. But they got yeah. a good quarterback, so that could be a good uh, neutralizer. Really? You you bought into Quinn Ewers? I think Quinn Ewers is definitely the best quarterback they've had uh, that you can count on in a big game. I would put some money on him against a pretty good team uh, just because I think he is talented enough with the coach he has who's going to put him in a good position. For me, it's just the matter of I loved the way Quinn Ears played early in that Alabama game before he hurt his ankle. He he was really calm, man, poised. And a poise stood out the most where you yes. said, okay, yeah, they're playing Alabama, but it doesn't look like he's feeling like they're playing Alabama. Yeah. Where some quarterbacks are like, oh, shit. Like, look at the quarterbacks that play Georgia. Them boys is out there running for their life. It was like, oh, they, you know, they, they about to yeah. get ran out the building. Yeah, Texas Quinn was in there taking deep shots, taking shots, playing poised, didn't look rattled, and the defense was, you know, still aggressive and he was handling it. So the boys convinced me that he would have been fine in that game as it as it progressed. Yeah. Lucky Lefty Podcast, D-Rock Irish. Thank you for the update, man. Decision out of Destin, Florida, which is a beautiful vacation spot, by the way. The SEC approves the eight-game conference schedule. That means there won't be a lot of crossovers and you might lose some rivalries, especially with the addition of Texas and Oklahoma. Should be interesting. But it leaves them opportunities to make big games like Alabama out of conference, Texas out of conference. I believe Notre Dame has Alabama coming up in three or four years out of conference, if I'm not mistaken. So, shoot, Tyler Bunner, that'd be his senior year by then. Huh? Yeah. I, think, I, I think it's 2027. 
that that series starts, if I'm not mistaken. And Doma Wap, that's LSU, Florida State, Texas, Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Tennessee, Florida, uh, USC, Colorado, and South Carolina, Georgia. See, the Tennessee-Florida game will be of significance because it can tilt the weight of hype train for either team building up to those games where they're playing the Alabamas and the Georgias when that time comes. I think having Tennessee really good during that early part of the year made SEC football more attractive to watch when those matchups like the Tennessee-Georgia game, the, the Tennessee uh, – I mean, the Kentucky-Georgia game when Kentucky was really good. So uh-huh. when those when those middle of the road teams uh, get some buzz and, and and going into these LSU and Alabama games uh, with that type of talent, I think it is a SEC makes it, its presence known from an attractive standpoint. You're right about that, Lucky Lefty Podcast, dude. I'm gonna say that Notre Dame. Florida State, and Georgia. Because I think Georgia has something to prove. I think Georgia has, which is crazy, right? Didn't that just sound crazy? That fact that Georgia has something to prove? But I really feel like Georgia has something to prove this year. Without the quarterbacks, can they can they do it again? Really young on the defensive side of the ball, tons of talent on the offensive side of the ball. They lose three offensive linemen early in the NFL draft. Like, I mean, it's 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 not a lot. To, it's no different than what Bama has to prove every year. Um, once they, you know, start to win their back to backs. Let it me just, tell you something, that, boy. That standard of keeping that that level of intensity up, and that's like how, you know, you're not comparing LeBron to other people. You're comparing LeBron to his younger self. So with Alabama, he's comparing himself to his 2010s where he was winning back-to-back championships with crazy defenses. That's why he's got a crazy defense this year, uh, trying to outdo those years. So for Kirby – People are going to look back on his career and was like, okay, well, what did you look like after that back-to-back run? We it's like it is no secret. The cat's out of the bag. You you 26 and what two in two seasons, it feel like. What? You know, so keeping it up is like at this point, it's like when is it just gonna be it's on its last stand? We saw before the state. The, the first two years were great. Yeah. And then that third year was like, man, just get these guys to the league. <laughs> the boy crossing that finish line, struggling against uh, Oregon that last game. I, but that was after 36 games of whooping on teams straight, you know. I had this conversation, and this kind of correlates with Sam Hartman and Notre Dame. I had this conversation with someone that we were talking about Ohio State in Georgia being in similar territory, not having a quarterback after having a guy that you can depend on for multiple years. And my contention is Georgia doesn't need that quarterback to be what C.J. Stroud was. They don't. They go win games. Running the ball, defense, making a few plays. That's what they've been doing. That's what they did with Stetson Bennett. If they can find a quarterback to make a few plays a game, Georgia would be fine. Ohio State, on the other hand, if they don't get a quarterback, they can throw that pill. It's going to be a wrap. It's a wrap. Wrap. That's what it's a wrap. Because what, what are they a running team now? What are they back Man, in 2015? I don't know what Devin Brown and Cal McCord have in their back pocket. I don't know who they're going to be when the lights shine. But they have some huge shoes to fill. 
Yeah, there ain't no running back power in the world. Championship team running the football. You have to be premier in the passing game, and we have a chance. We got a premier passer who's proven himself, maybe not on this level of football, from a week-in to week-out basis. However, he's better than what Ohio State got. And Ohio State has to wonder where that production at the quarterback position is going to come from, considering the replacement of a guy who was the second pick of the draft. That's, I mean, it's not their fault, but it's it's also not easy to replace that production because your offense was heavily dependent, especially your number one receiver was heavily dependent on that position being second round pick. I mean, second pick of the draft. talent worthy now you have two first round caliber wide receivers in harrison jr and abuka with and, and an incoming freshman that's a dude hey that's a lot of pressure bro that that's a lot of pressure because i can tell you right now looking at those three dudes ryan day is not running the ball ryan day is not running the ball he has no desire to run the ball and unless Kyle, McCoy, unless Kyle McCoy's top two quarterback in the nation this year, it's going to look different. Yeah. You think it's easy to just go out there and put up 45 points and make your receiver look, look like the number one receiver in the country with an average guy? Average meaning he's not the number two pick of the draft. It's just unrealistic to think you're going to have Another year that they're going to go through what Clemson went through during that DJ K Klubnik transition, where they're still coming off being a top tier program, but their quarterback ain't the, ain't generationally the same, which put the supercharged battery in their back. Where you're pre, you're penciling them in for the national championship before the season starts. Mm-hmm. You're not doing that with them now. Left. This correlates to Notre Dame because Sam Hartman comes in. He's an upgrade at the quarterback position. Well, we understand that. You can talk about him being top five in the nation, all of that, Heisman candidate. It's all plausible. But Notre Dame has won football games the way Notre Dame wins football games. Notre Dame, but you've talked about it. You've called them out and said, hey, it's time to come into the new age. It's time to come from being the Flintstones and become the Jetsons. That's right. As far as offensive football. This is my question. Look, talent-wise, quarterback-wise, they have every reason to do so. Yeah, it's just like this. This Ohio State game is going to be a clear indicator not only for the players, but it's going to be a clear indicator for this coaching staff, starting with Marcus Freeman. Because I want to see if he gets tight if the game is close or if he continues to be aggressive. That's If it goes that way and it's 17-14 in the third quarter. Well, how much are you are you saying on the defense end or the offense end? Aggressive on or just Offense. Yeah, okay. So how much control? That's going to play good defense. How much control do you think he has on the aggressiveness of style of play? Because, you know, last year he was talking about, yeah, we're going to run the ball and and be a little uh, sturdy on style on defense, but we're, we're looking to take our time on offense. But this year um, I feel like he knows he has the advantage, but is he going to be on Jared Parker being like, look, we can throw the ball down the field? Yeah. Or is he going to be like, all right, we're going to let him do what he does and we're going to make sure our defense on our end is where it should be. I'm just making sure we're physical. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I'm looking for that, right? Clear indicator early returns is Marcus Freeman stepping out of that shell. I understand in your first season, especially after uh, – well, I'll say this. He opened it up when they played North Carolina. When they went up, he knew he was going up against Drake May. Him and Tommy. Uh, he knew he saw that Appalachian State tape. It was like, listen. Yeah. <laughs> if, App State, if App State can put up numbers. Yeah, we're not yeah. going to scoring under 35 <laughs> points. No, sir. 
Not if App State is doing that. Right. We don't, not scared. We're not even acting like we're scared. We are scoring points. And we did that. But we need to act like we've watched them, the team that we're about to play versus App State every week. Because it didn't look like it was – we didn't care who they had at quarterback. It didn't look like it. I didn't hear about Drake May till at the end of the season. That Dude, was way after we done played them. They looked at App State like we used to look at Julian at parties. Because, you know, Chicago to be so big is really a small city. Everyone knows each other. So in high school, we would go out. We would have our Letterman jackets on. You know, Morgan Park is popping mm-hmm. in the city. It's just one. It's like one of the top high schools. Everybody wants to go there academically. At least they did in that at that time. Man, we sports was dope. Football was good. Basketball was good. Baseball was super dope. Like man, our our colors that green with that orange, they popped on the varsity jackets, and we walked in the party, bro. It was a wrap. It was a wrap. Other crews was like, oh man, here comes Morgan Park. It comes these dudes. And then you got the girls like, oh, what's up, y'all? Ah. Yeah. That's that's kind of like how uh, the App State had the uh, film had to move over after Notre Dame came through against North Carolina. Like, y'all, y'all think y'all put up some good film? Watch this. Watch yeah, what we do to these like dudes. That. A racehorse contest. And Notre Dame turned the ball over at the goal line or at least twice. I know Audrick fumbled at the goal line. We had another fumble. So that's 14 points that we left on the field. It should have been a worse drubbing. Yeah. We were it should going have been a worse drubbing. We were going for it. Man, lucky lefty podcast. So we'll have some early returns on Notre Dame. We'll find out about Marcus Freeman. We'll find out about this coaching staff. We'll find out about this team. We'll definitely find out about Sam Hartman. That's why he was brought here. That's why he he was brought here. I think we're going to find out about this wide receiver core too. I mean, yeah, it's it's no excuse, man. It's it's too many uh, signs to point to us turning the page and having this dull production out of the receiver room to where it's like, all right, either – it's either the coach or it's the players. Like Dale Alexander said, it's the, we ain't got no players. We can actually find out if we ain't got no players and, and all that recruiting stuff, if it's true, if we go out there and can't have a thousand-yard receiver or can't yeah. uh, lead the team in, in offensive points or we don't have two guys, like all the other great teams have two guys that are first-round receivers. How many teams got two first-round receivers? We ain't even got one or we know yet. Washington has two. Ohio State got Ohio two. State has two. USC has one for sure, but they have some guys. Colorado got a couple coming. Uh, the young gentleman that just got arrested for speeding, uh, Rosemary, uh, the wide receiver for Georgia, they have one for sure. I think he's going to be a first-rounder. He was a true freshman last year. His name is Rosemary St. Jack or something like that. Yeah. Um, I might have messed up his name. Yeah. 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 And get some speed on our side. I'll be honest, love. I think Sam Hartman's going to be under a lot of pressure September 23rd. But whoever is the starting quarterback for Ohio State, Way worse, man. <laughs> now the fact that he does have some studs at wide receiver should make it fun for him. Yeah, but you know we we love to to do quarterbacks really good services when they play against us at home. You know, even DJ, we was giving DJ this Joe Montana s type of 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 play. Uh huh. Setting records on our field against us. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness! Then he go out and never put another performance like that again ever. <laughs> so we 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 known for turning guys' careers up all the way. Like, yeah, uh, forget. 
our good old guy from Northwestern, Trevor Simeon. Oh, on the map. I can't. I would never forget that. I don't know why I always talk about that game, but it was just like was that the Cam fumble game? Oh man, it was. Uh, it was just a terrible. I mean, because it could have been way worse. Because they had that was a game where all they receivers were dropping wide open, wide open deep passes. You're right. You're right. Yes, you're right, Left. You are right. And I'm like, who is this quarterback just dicing us? We are letting this. We are off. He is letting us off the hook because he both had fifty points at Notre Dame today. Like, and then and, you know, I just never forgot that. And so, uh, is that the worst loss at Notre Dame Stadium? Oh man, no, that's is that worse than Marshall. Is that worse than Marshall? I just think the way we lost Stanford when we scored what like six points or something crazy, mm. or, or it was it was thirteen because it, it was the point total. Against a, a team that had no quarterback. I mean, yeah. no, he did get drafted or something, right? Yeah. But I mean, come on. He got drafted for his size, not because he was worth a damn, you know. Tulsa was a bad loss. Thank you, Tyler uh Biscotti Pass. Yeah. Ooh. That Tulsa loss was bad. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Tommy Reese. Well, hell, in that case, in that case, the, the Marshall loss was even worse. Cause then we ain't scored no points in that game either. Against a team in the Sun Belt that went five and five that year or something crazy. Man. They already won this. They threw the Gatorade bath on the coach. <laughs> Second game of the season. They already won. It was over. They was all, oh, what do you mean? We beat Notre Dame season? Where are our rings at? Yeah. Yeah. Where are rings at? I mean, I'm talking about the black coach out there, like, like they just, like they was Alabama. So I don't know. They they really overhyped that. I think they even they were surprised, and it ruined their season because they beat us. So, whatever. Everybody season got ruined that day. <laughs> Lucky enough, the podcast. When we come back, we'll tie a bow on this thing and give you an update. Left. It's not looking good for one of our favorite athletes, bro. It's not looking good. Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spit it different.